0: Grab your Monopoly board because we're talking about game night. That's right, the latest film with Jason Bateman here on Anatomy of Movies. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your host for today's game night, it is Friday after all, is Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Dimitri Panos. Hey, movie fans. How's it going? Good, Staying good. dry? I like it. I hope so. And I'm Phil Sweet Tech. So much to talk about. What a wonderful movie. But before we get into all that, allow me to welcome you, the viewer/slash-listener. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. You can always subscribe, that way you get latest episodes, and of course, we encourage you to comment. If you're returning, welcome back! We appreciate you just the same. Furthermore, we assume that you've seen the movie, therefore, it is going to be spoiler-filled. And thirdly, you can get our just dis- you can get our rundown in the description box. It's a PDF. All you have to do is click that and you'll get some tiny bits of information that we'll share, but some of it we won't necessarily get to. As we always kick things off, let's start with overall impressions. Marissa.
2: I really enjoyed this film. I went in expecting a laugh and I laughed so much more than I thought I was going to, honestly. Um, I liked horrible bosses when that movie came out. I thought that was raunchy funny and and this one is it was so funny. I and like admittedly I was in the back row in my theater because it was sold out. I didn't, this movie, like, a lot of people meant to go see it. And I was, like, the youngest person in my row. <laughs> and I'm laughing at everything. So I'm, like, that obnoxious one that's laughing and everyone else is, like, the jokes just completely go over the head. Um, the, the jokes are funny. They're comical and and topical. I, I think the great thing about this film, is funny now. In 20 years, it may not be. But it's still good. I really liked it. It's legitimately funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I found it it was a refreshing comedy. And by refreshing, I mean, it's a comedy that made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, those are so, it's sad to say that they, that, that, it's so few and far in between where, you know, we, we talk a lot of comedies here, right? Um, so many of them are just not funny. And to me, it's, 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 uh, a bad comedy is it's it's laborious to, to to sit through. There were a few last year. Uh, we we talked fist fight, which we thought, you know, we, we did, which was very funny. I liked uh, Ladies Night. Uh, I think it's called Ladies Night. I enjoyed those, but those are two. And there were so many comedies that had come girls out. Night girls, out. Girls trip, girls, girl's trip, trip, girls trip, and, girl's trip, and then rough, like, night. Uh, rough, night. Rough, rough Night. Rough girl, Night, girls trip. Yeah, rough Night did not like Girls Trip. Very funny. So we had. Two comedies last year that I actually thought were very funny throughout an entire year, which is sort of sad because comedies used to rule. And then we come to Game Night, and I really liked the trailer, and the movie delivered unexpected laughs. Meaning, there were shocks to the punchlines. I didn't see the punchlines to the gags coming, and that to me makes for... Funny comedy when you don't see what it would when nothing's telegraphed and they will they'll they'll play out a gag. And then when you get to the punchline, you go, well, that's I didn't see that coming. That's really funny. Or or the shtick the slapstick, like like just moving a dollar bill slowly <laughs> across a table. It's doing stronger. it once twice. And then like everybody in the movie is just like looking at the person and the audience. You're looking at the person, but you're laughing because you're in on the joke. Stuff like that I really liked. The concept was... Um, it was frenetic. It had a good energy to it. Uh, I liked how it sort of kind of gave a little bit of... Like, there was a little bit of Hitchcock darkness. There was a little bit of darkness to this movie. Uh, I liked the way that it was... Uh, the cinematography was fun using light and shadow. Uh, the characters were fun. Admittedly, it's not perfect. I think it runs a little long and it gets a little bit... Hairbrained, and it goes off the rails. It gets crazy when you start to. Really, you start thought to this dice. was a
2: long film? It it's runs short. A little. It's, it's, 134. it's one
1: thirty-four. It's one hour and
2: thirty-four minutes.
1: Yeah, it's over two hours, and it could. It's have not been over, over two hours. It's, uh, no, it's one hour and thirty-four. Oh, I thought minutes. you meant one hundred and thirty-four minutes. Yeah. yeah, I felt. I don't know. I, it, there were parts, like especially towards the end, where after the bridge scene. I felt things could have been tightened up and it gets really harebrained uh after a while. And and like there are so many threads to follow that if you start to dissect it, like we may hear, like things don't necessarily hold, but the characters worked. The actors were great, not just our two main leads and Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, but their supporting cast really was amazing and they were each Funny, and they were each given their moments. Uh, yeah, I so as a comedy, I highly recommend. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing this on Blu ray. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie, I liked what they did.
0: I, the the moment this trailer came out, I thought, What a concept! This is brilliant! This is gonna be great, and I was really excited for it. And overall, maybe I had higher expectations, but it, it, I wasn't as fully thrilled as I could have been. And I think in part it's due to the fact things get too serious too fast. And then maybe it's my analytical mind. I'm thinking, okay, either now the second thing is all going to be a hoax, like those cheesy movies where it was like at the end you get like, oh, it was all a dream. (laughs) <laughs> like, or, no, or it was all you, fake. Are you ripping off masks? Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I, I thought That's I was right. going to. I thought okay, it's either going to have this type of ending or something completely different. And if it has something completely different, then it's going to be a great movie. It had a little bit something. It had ironically both. Right. <laughs> it combined into one, which was unexpected, um, but it still didn't live up in the in the same way. And I think um, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it was just tough, like. Basically, Jason's arm is completely shot, and I was like, "Ooh, this is—I don't know if I want to be laughing at that." <laughs> so that—that's what made it a little yeah. bit uh, a little bit harder for me.
1: The dark humor in it—it it was the way in which it was handled, and I think it was handled. A part of the direction worked, but the actors sold it too. Rachel McAdams sold trying to get the bullet out, <laughs> and right. that's again that gagging. Scene is, is that? Oh, I think that's bone, and then and then he lifts up his arm. And they're like, "What's that on the other side?" Uh, that would be called the exit wound. Like, and again, they hid that so well that you actually think she's dying for a bullet. But then when you find out there is no bullet again, you're like, "Oh my god!" And that's see, the whole thing with the blood. Like, don't start, don't don't start. I those little moments, I really found I, that's what sold this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Was stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree um, necessarily. I, I, I was laughing too, but um, I definitely did find myself thinking a little bit more so yeah. than I initially would in a comedy.
1: And, and the uh, the like your like your theater uh, when I saw yeah. it, it was it was relatively crowded, maybe not sold out like yours, but <laughs> mine was sold out. <laughs> I, you know, I will I I always uh, will argue like some of the best cinematic experience, like going to the theater. It's either a really good comedy or a really good horror movie, because when you talk about the interaction of the audience and how it relates to the screen, like, when everybody laughs in a comedy and it's so infectious, it's hard not to get wrapped up and involved in the theater, in the movie theater, because you're basically with all these strangers in what's happening on screen. Absolutely. So, uh,
0: yeah. Juliet, you got a chance to see it as well. Juliet is our engineer. What did you think of Game Night before... I thought it was really hilarious. I think it was really funny and I think Dimitri you're making a good point where there are so many twists and turns, right? And you thought the movie was going one direction and who's behind this whole thing and it was always a different person. And even at the end, right, when they one of the characters even makes a joke was like, Hey, I made this
2: all up and, and he was like, No, actually I didn't, but wouldn't it have been cool if he did? <laughs> I just and
0: even that, you know, they've made that joke in that storyline so many times and yet again it still works. And I thought that was really genius.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I think the great thing about this humor is that there was so many different types of humor in this movie. You you had your topical reference jokes, then you had your slapstick jokes, and then you just had the acting type of jokes, when you know, when we had Gary just recede into the darkness. That's funny to look at, you know. Yeah. So there there there's a lot of humor in different ways throughout this film.
1: And that's the darkness that I was saying. Like when he recedes and he's at his doorway, like that's very sort of kind of in a sense, it's Hitchcockian in the way of the way that it was framed and shot in the shadow. And he's adding in the shadow. But the, it was much like, oh, I, I should also say, it didn't have to rely on raunch. Not that I mind raunch. This is a very rated R movie, right? Uh, language, a little bit of violence and whatnot. But it didn't have to rely on a lot of raunchy stuff, um, And and that, too, I found, like, they found different ways to make things comical. And, again, I'm not a prude. I got nothing against raunchy movies. But there were things in Game Night, like, I remember the first Hangover. When the first Hangover movie came out, above and beyond the raunch, what I found so funny about that movie is that the jokes are unexpected. I didn't see certain things coming, so when they happened on screen, I was just laughing my ass off. That's what I found in this movie. One of the, again, the joke, uh, a great gag in this thing is where they're being chased by a henchman. They're in an airport. They're, they're, they're in a, like a, a runway. And uh, they, they get the, they, well, the, the belt and the box. You know. And it's like, tur- and you're like going, oh my God, yeah, that's charades. so obvious. <laughs> they do charades, which they're using their game night, so I get the tie in. But when she finally turns it on, it goes so slow. And they're like, seriously? That's the slowest moving belt. And I'm like, going, I didn't see that coming. I thought the guy was going to get squashed. When they change the rules like that, that's, to me, good comedy. It's short things, short bursts.
0: Absolutely. And Mercy, you may note that, okay, you don't know if it's going to hold up for the next 20 years. And when it comes to comedy, I think you have to sort of put that aside as far as writing it. And you, you know, whatever jokes you can make, whether it be referential and so forth if it's if it's of the time and it's going to make people laugh go for it and cuz first and foremost what will make that comedy last is if it's funny to begin with right so so i you know whether or not it holds later on in life i don't need it to you know but but i can still revisit lot like right. old adam sandler I, comedies and still find them funny
2: i i love topical in, in reference and, and like the slapstick, I'm a huge fan of slapstick. I mean, Laurel and Hardy is still classic. You know, the the three the Stooges are still funny. Um, but I, I I only say that because like the the references, as in like there was Buzz Feed line, there's Django and Chain, there's like something that's still relevant today. But in 20 years, no one's gonna really know what you know these are. So that's I'm like yeah, I don't know if those same jokes will hit. As funny,
0: maybe they'll yeah, be the but, but,
1: but see, for me, this movie doesn't rely on that. So, um, but I think it's a really great conversation to have, right? Because when you look at movies like um, A Blazing Saddles, when you look at movies like Airplane, right? I love Airplane. Right? Again, Airplane was rooted, uh, and you could say that that movie is dated because of some of the jokes and whatnot. But the movie still remains funny. There is this other duo that came out for like a a New York second and a half. They were doing movies like Disaster Movie and such, Mm -hmm. and they thought that they were the new Mel Brooks. Those movies were so referential and so topical that today, I mean, these movies only came out a couple of years ago. They were so horrible when they came out that today, and because they were so referential, they will not work two weeks later because they're so referential. This movie doesn't rely on referential humor where somebody may not get a BuzzFeed joke, that's fine. But the other gags, I think, carry it through. Yeah. And the characters, people will always still have a game night. People will always get that, right? In this sort of kind of, in our day and age where video games are like really popular, there are still some places, and I've done this twice now, where like you're in the locked room mystery. I don't know if you've ever done this. Room, room. Right? The escape rooms, right? Escape rooms, right? That's a big thing. Like this kidnapping thing I've heard about, right? Where you can set some stuff up like that. So it it takes up the game night up a notch, it introduces something relatively new. And again, if you care for the characters enough and what they're doing, it's funny. Um, and some of the references, you're right, 20 years from now, they there probably won't be an issue. Like, what the hell is a BuzzFeed? Exactly. And that's when you'll have to explain that to your kids. And that's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, but to me, it's no different than, like, office space having old printers and so forth. And it's like, okay, well... Listen, I That's don't, still what, very
2: relevant, <laughs> whether I've used that or not.
0: Who cares? All right, but um, let's let's tie that in as, as, from the writing perspective. Right, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly they were hired to rewrite and direct this comedy. They were pretty much—they uh, were finishing up with Spider-Man: Homecoming and their, their work on that, and so they had some time, let's say. And, and they, you know, it felt like a very much uh, a thing that they wanted to do. Originally, uh, Jason Bateman was always kind of on board for this movie. And he was going to direct it, much like he did. Um, what's this Bad, words. Bad, Bad Words. Bad Words. Yeah. And it would have been interesting to see him direct it. But they said, you know, we'll do the rewrite, but we want to we wanna direct too. And so they got their shot at it.
2: Yeah, and like the original script was by uh, Mark Perez, who had the, the general notion of a game night among friends that goes very wrong and becomes a crime movie. So, and <laughs> like in this movie, definitely has like the, the comedy and also a crime thriller mystery, some action here and there. Um, and, uh, and it was actually John Fox who was producer on this film. Uh, he used to be at DreamWorks, and it, it was sold to him, and then he got the, the directors on board. And then once Rachel McAdams actually got on board with this film, it was officially a go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a good role for her. Yeah. What the, what and, I mean, have... the, well, this, as far as, like, the crime mystery and so forth, like, that's why Clue as a movie, to me, worked. It's You True. know, it's like the ultimate sort of fantasy what? of all that culmination I, in I'm terms of games. I
1: mean, murder by death. Yeah. When you, you know I mean but that's a different type of like that's a slapstick comedy and you can sort of kind of throw this in there as being a slapstick comedy. You're dealing with a group of people where I think the where I think this movie really works and it may have failed under the hands of somebody else. And I'm not saying anything bad about it, like say Jason Bateman and directing, but I'm just saying that you separated your people too. Like they weren't always all together as this group, this game night group. They, they 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 faction off in, in, as couples
0: very early on very
1: early mm-hmm. on and yet there wasn't one couple I could have cared less about. Each couple brought their own dynamic to the story, whether it's trying, whether it's trying to figure out who the celebrity it was. <laughs> they <laughs> had their was own story. Denzel? <laughs> Denzel. I mean, and again, an, a very unexpected gag and joke and punchline, or is it the guy that brings the the, um, the, the British woman The Irish woman As, 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 a, as a ringer <laughs> And they each had their own stories That for me anyways Was each entertaining Engaging and I sort of cared And then the way That everything comes back together Seemed organic So there wasn't one couple that I I'd, Like let's get back to the main story It's like I liked every story Like thread going through mm-hmm. And that worked
0: absolutely well we'll we'll get into the storylines because we love our characters um but before we do i want to tell you guys about something that you guys will enjoy um hopefully because i know certainly the characters in the movie could have used this uh because if you want to learn and grow in all areas of your life then there's a podcast for you i know we're a podcast so you already listen to podcasts it uh the one i'm talking about Here though is conversations with Maria Menounos. It's hosted by um, Popcorn Talk co-founder Maria Menounos, and it drops every Friday on iTunes, just like us. And it features celebrity interviews and influencers, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let Maria be the big sister you never had. All you have to do is go to iTunes, subscribe, it's free. And be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know that we're the ones who sent you by tweeting her at Maria Menounos. And in fact, every so often you might hear me or Dimitri be a guest panelist on the, on the show. And,
1: and you know what's wonderful about the show? Look, you get blogged down with podcasts, right? There's so many out there. How many of them can you point to that are truly positive? Right. And not only that, but there's an exuberance. of You know, we know Maria. Right. But there's an exuberance that, that she gives off that for the people who listen to this podcast, you truly will come away being entertained. You won't feel like this is this is not Dr. Phil. This is not like you're t- that's this show. Jesus, I hope not. Um it is a really exuberant, great, positive show with a sunny host, sunny personality that, that you literally will come walking away entertained. And then if you walk away with something else, like you're all the more better for listening. And it's just fun. It's just fun to listen to. And that's from a guy's perspective. I know I'm just broadening this audience. So I think it works really well.
0: And the good news is we try to share that goal here with the, at Anatomy in a different conversation. Absolutely. So hopefully we're of the same elk. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about our players, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Let, let's start with, let's start with the, um, more of the unusual care, Not the unusual, sure. but let's, uh, let, let's talk about uh, our friend who brings in the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. what you guys like about him I, I, there's so many things for me that i enjoyed about his character
2: his his character he like of course you have to have the stupid one right, honestly right. he's the stupid one but he's so ridiculously stupid you have to Gary. keep laughing at him and and you're like how how thick can this guy get and then every joke and what makes this so funny is that his character is so serious; like he thinks he's funny,
1: right? And he yeah. thinks he's smart.
2: Yeah, and he thinks he's smart, but also like th- something that may have like that went by so quick, but that I think a lot of people might have missed it. At the end credits, when they're doing the whole b- storyboard of everybody, they right. show his picture and it says that he was a student of Harvard. I was like, this guy did not go to Harvard, but and like and that's the the ironic joke of it. But his his character was just like ridiculous. Like, every guy, you, you kind of know in the, like, 20s, 30s mixed together, but also he, like, he was likable in a sense. Well,
1: yeah, and again, when we talk about a punchline that comes, like, you don't see coming, when we first meet the character, he's with, he's with these bims, these women who are as dumb as a box of bricks, Instagram right? models. And they make him actually look smart, like... The way that they, like, you think that he's losing the game, not because necessarily of him, but because of the dates that he's bringing along. The game night. Until he actually brings someone really smart. Someone actually smart. (laughs) And then you realize, oh, no wonder why he was with these women. He's he's dumb. (laughs) But to your point, he played it so well. And again, I'm just going to go back to when they're trying to bribe the woman. At the mystery, you know, kidnapping thing, <laughs> and he's just taking out the money and going, so,
0: "Well, with this,
1: change your mind." So, and then it gets to, "Well, well what, how what, much money do you $10. have? Well,
0: all I have is seventeen dollars." Okay, so but to that point, right? He's not doing it from a place of stupidity. He's doing from, <laughs> "I only have freaking seventeen bucks. <laughs> how do I ride this out?
1: Like a hundred dollars." <laughs>
0: All I have is $17. <laughs> and the, and the, the real joke of it was, his, where his stupidity actually came out, was, oh, you're going to keep all of it. Okay, uh, gotcha, no, 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 gotcha. Because no, he really wanted his 17 bucks back. That, that to me, was the funnier part of it. Of it <laughs> she all. just
2: grabs it all. I was like, that's a smart woman. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're,
1: oh, you're just going to.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: as far as him, to, but, you know, it, it's a good <clears throat> notion to make that he was... Sort of late, uh, you know, raised because of the players, but he did early on know a couple of the answers. And, you know, because when you talk That's about subterfuge,
1: you're tricked. Like, yeah.
0: like uh, you know, certainly uh, um, Max and Annie, they're not on the same wavelength for these Man. games. Like, he's describing Ed Norton, I think it is. And, <laughs> 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 Hulk. <laughs> what clues are you getting? <laughs> yeah, Hulk. Hulk. It's like, what? <laughs> and um, and so it's it's just funny because cause none of them seem on the same page in terms of all the players and right. you know he because that was a clue he he got it he was like oh I, I would have guessed Ed Norton because mm-hmm. he right. had ju- I think it was just at that point that he was talking about the uh, underground fight clubs right
2: yeah. And like, and I did like, he did have a moment, you know, Ryan had a moment with, uh, that he finally got his fight club that he's been dropping the line. So he's like, we're going to eventually see it. You knew that was going to happen, but you do have to give him credit. He's the one that found the, the egg. I'm like, all right, he does actually serve a purpose as stupid as he is. He, he did do a critical action. But he
1: found it in the way that inspector Clouseau like he didn't find it because he was looking for it. He found it because he wanted to see fight night with homeless people. <laughs> like, And he just happened to be there and somebody just happened to open this tape and he's like, hey, now that scene too, the way that whole thing plays out was like, it's so sla- that, that slapstick funny to me. And, well, that and was just, a master
0: class in cinematography. Oh, right. oh, the boy. guy just
2: falls in front of him. <laughs> nah, yeah. Everyone has to look at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and Jesse Plemons played him like really well. And this is a guy that's no. not normally No, known. Jesse's... Um, I, I, no, Jesse Plemons Gary. Gary. Uh, um, We're talking about uh, Ryan. Jesse's so, the uh, policeman. Sorry. He's the policeman. So he just... He's not a person that we know from comedy. Right? And mm-hmm. so when, when people... That, to me, is a sign of being a good actor. When you can be in a genre and and be able to hold this kind of comedy down and play that character where it's lovable and not hateable. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen stupid people on on screen? So often. (laughs) And they become so annoying. Mm -hmm. Right? But he was, like, in a sense, lovable. And the little romance that was budding between him and his ringer, I I thought worked. I was like, you know, I thought it worked.
0: I, I, well, part of what made it truly work was, as, as we point out, like regardless of how he found the egg, right. the fact that he, you know, <laughs> he, he knew what he had to do and he had no reservations about it. Right. That's what's, that's what makes him an asset to your team. Right. Uh, and, and and want to be friends with him. Right. Um. All right, let's let's switch over to um, uh, Kevin and Sarah. Right. That's their names, Kevin and Sarah.
2: No, Sarah was with Ryan.
0: Got it. Uh, Michelle. Yes. Michelle and Kevin. Got it. Uh, I, this was... Well, Lamar Morris and Kylie... You got Booger. Kevin and Michelle. Yeah. yeah. As far as couple, um, they they were the most lovable to me. I know Jason and, and well, um, Max and Annie were fun, but but uh, as a couple, they just had such a weird chemistry, um, you know, because they, they just couldn't get on the same page of Game Night. Whereas here... <laughs> You know, they they were both childhood sweethearts turned. You know that got married and so forth. And so the fact that he made such a stinker about that, and then when it blows up in her face over Denzel Washington,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or not Denzel Washington.
0: And at first, like you're kind of looking at that, like, okay, well, maybe it's some sort of weird flashback, and maybe it was Denzel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right. Like, well, they. Uh, I had the same feeling. I'm watching the movie, going, "Well, okay, so they're not going to get Denzel to be in the movie, but they got a decent look-alike." And Probably his stand-in or something. Right, right, but then as the movie's going on, it's like, "That's well, not Denzel." Now, to LaMore to, to, to Lamor Morris's credit, he does an exceptionally good imitation of Denzel Washington. I <laughs> thought he was cracking me up, and this is the guy that's on You Girl. Right, so he he has some comedic chops. I really felt that he shined in this movie. I thought he was great, and and Kylie Bunbury as Michelle, I thought she was really good too. I, I to your point, I bought them as a couple. Yep. they're a yeah. really fun couple.
0: Because she knew she, she even said, I, "I know this is gonna upset you, so let's that's that's not a, the fact that he just has to focus on that." Um, made it work, and 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 him too. I mean, for all intents and purposes. All three couples very early on start with a different strategy, much like a game you know you got the iphone the uh we just talked about him, they go to the the lady who put on this thing quote unquote right. Right. and these guys have nowhere else to begin but uh you know let let's check his computer let's let's figure something out and then uh, as far as getting out of that ac- that room it's by total mistake. <laughs>
2: I felt bad for it. also with the slapstick humor, you know, trying to build a tower and then he falls over and just, oh, that looked painful just watching yeah. him, it's like, oh, but still done very funny. Really
1: good physical comedy, too. It, it, the gag worked. Um, and them getting trapped in the room, like, worked only because it delivered laughs and because they kept on pulling in that thread of who did you sleep with, like, like, yeah, I'd be very upset if it was Denzel Washington. And then later on, she's like, yeah, it was Denzel. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then when she shows the picture. And then when she's proven wrong, you're like, again, I didn't see that. Not, saw none of that coming. Well, and it was' really funny.
0: I, you know, when, correct me if I'm wrong, Marissa. But, like, <laughs> if you're a woman and you got to sleep with Denzel, like mm-hmm. that's a prize. I'm not saying, like, that, that mm-hmm. you know... Sex is the only thing that that you guys should be aiming for. But, like, hey, Denzel's a prize to be won. won.
2: Hey, I I would probably brag about that, too. Not going to (laughs) lie. He's Denzel.
1: He's Denzel. What's funny, too, is how they were playing a game. They were playing a drinking game. Uh, Yeah. what, What was the name of the drinking game, like? Uh, never Have uh, I Ever, which is, like, the most ever. common drinking game ever. <laughs> right, so Never Have I Ever, you know, slept with a celebrity. And she, she drinks, and they all stop. And look, she goes, what? Oh, oh. Yeah, I love how she tried to cover it's up. Going, bad timing. Oh, it's just bad timing of when I was taking a sip of my drink. And he's like, oh, it wasn't. Who'd you sleep with?
0: <laughs> but th- let me um, the also, as far as Never Have I Ever, it's a great device because... It's funny on the surface, but as far as a technique, we get to know each of the characters pretty lightning fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If we didn't already know them. Right. And so that, obviously, it sets up things for later on, but, but we learn so much about the other characters, absolutely. the specifics of which I blank at this point. But, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it, absolutely a great technique. And I love... I love their ability to tie in all the game elements throughout the movie—you made mention of the charades and, and tons of other stuff. Right. right,
2: they had their own escape room plan. Right, right. Like, <laughs> and then you had the, the thriller mystery. Yep. Um, on, on like Clu clue, who did it.
1: Right. And, and and the other thing too that I'll I'll, I'll harp on—you uh, know—I know it's movie romance magic, but I bought into the romance. Of um, Jason Bateman uh, and his wife, Rachel McAdams. I like the fact that <clears throat> these are two people who met at a game night. They had the same love of a hobby and they got married and was su- su- successful. I like the throwing in of, like, you know, trying to start a family. And to me, I bought it. I liked the romance of it all, just like I liked the romance that was happening with every other character. Nothing, nothing about it seemed very forced to me. And again, I I will go with the uh, the acting. I felt was very for for a comedy. It was really good.
0: Yeah, there was layers. Um, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but now's a good time to say. Um, You know, in the trailers, there was that moment. It kind of gives away. Uh, the the airplane moment when you yeah. get sucked into it. Right. However, however, that wasn't the true punchline. To me, it was yeah. funny because we, when you talk about uh, her wanting a kid and you know that desire, and when she really gets told of like, you're not a mom, you don't look not like with a mom. Those <laughs>
2: hips. yeah. It, Thank you.
0: She was just so flattered, and you understood it of why she would react that way. That, to me, was more endearing and funny than the gag itself.
2: And I think what was also funny, just within seconds of each other, was the whole fire extinguisher gag. I was like, I'm a sucker for, like, hey, if you get hit funny, I'm going to laugh at you. And they used that pretty well. Yeah,
1: I agree. And and for me, this was a good role for Rachel McAdams to take... Um, I think the last time that I can remember her was in Spotlight, which is great. I, I think she's a very good actress. Um, but it's she was nice. in Doctor Strange. Um, that's Doctor Strange.
2: But well, like I think but, people forget she started off with a lot of comedy. Yes. Mean Girls, Hello. She had hot chicks as terrible as the film that was too. <laughs> but like yeah. Rachel McAdams has done a lot of comedy. And, and,
1: but I think this is the right vehicle for her. Because like Jason Bateman, she can carry off the sarcasm, and yet the innocence and the dull-eyed, like, oh, really? Oh, my God. like And, and I appreciate that in a woman that they can switch gears like that. Um, I love sarcasm in a comedy, and I think nobody's as good as right now. Like, Jason Bateman is fantastic at delivering those kind of lines, and I think their chemistry between Bateman and McAdams was awesome. That they were really suited to be a couple. I'd like to see them again, but the whole thing with the gun, (laughs) which again we've seen this sort of kind of thing before, where we know that the person who's holding the gun is real, and everybody's like, we've seen it uh, going as far back. Weird science, okay? Oh yeah. But uh, seeing it with Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman and how it plays out, and then when he gets shot and the whole okay, I read this online. I don't have the squeaky toy, was. (laughs) funny that's a funny gag i i just i bought them together you
0: know? yeah they, they were absolutely fantastic and jason has a way he's generally the straight man in most comedies like yes. he anchors it <clears throat> and then everything else around him is what uh you know it provides the helter skelter <laughs> and you know as far as that Annie was just kind of one degree removed right and, I, I yeah, there, there's a sincerity there. And he's really – the fact that she gets the champagne instead of, like, vodka to, to numb the pain. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Way to pivot. Wait, wait. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> See, it was such a good point. We had to accentuate it. My phone was off.
1: Um, but what I really, really like, too, is how they – again, just being together as a couple and how they worked together um, – They probably off of each other. Yeah, they played off of each other, but they had like real, like you bought them as that couple and you know that game night is important to them and to the other people who play and living in that neighborhood uh, (laughs) and you just, yeah, they really worked well. And Rachel McAdams, I think she was above and beyond just like a housewife. She too has her career and doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Goodness. I don't even know what that is. Wow. I'm a very busy person, and I had my phone shut off. Um, so I apologize for that. You're a busy man. A yeah, I'm a busy man. So Listen,
0: it's our fans calling you for um, game night. Telling Jesus, telling you to shut
1: up. No, uh, so yeah, I, I really buy that they're the, the anchor of this game night. That they're very competitive, but at the same time, it's it's a lot of fun in games. You know, fun for, for them. All. But also, she was the great wife in which she understood her husband's plate against his brother. She would be like, yeah. "Oh my God, I can't believe." She goes, "Oh my God, you're so right." He's, I can't believe he's playing off that and he's making you look bad in front of your friends. She
0: defended her husband.
1: Yeah, it was a good character. She was supportive of her husband yes. when needed.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: reminds so, you.
0: So speaking of that, that was when all is said and done. It was such a sweet sentiment that the brother did actually try to do of like, "Hey, this guy likes Game Night and he loves this car, and we've never gotten." along that well let me do something let me combine the two and create this ultimate fantasy for him and he walks away with his dream car right so the sentiment's there Uh uh-huh and i bought it
1: It, but again what's great about it too is that we know that punchline early on in the movie because they find it in the computer if i'm correct they find it in the room like where they go oh the key is in your pocket they're like what pocket? What key? <laughs> and then that comes back later. Like I set this whole thing up for you to reach into your pocket, <laughs> and I'm like, going, "Oh, wow!" Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was there the whole time. <clears throat> and, and
1: Kyle Chandler was really good too. Like he yeah. can he can play the bravado really well. Um, but I, not knowing that he was a scam artist, I I I I bought. Everything that he was saying, and, and I actually, he, yes, he always had to be better than his brother, but I did think that he was doing things. All right, I'm gonna have everything at my house, we're gonna blow game night out of the water, we're gonna do something different and fun. I think, like, that character at that time was in the spirit of things, um, uh, for sure. <clears throat> and then when things change, <laughs> you, they you can change feel, fast, yeah, and you can still feel sort of sympathetic towards that character, you don't. Go and hate him.
0: Uh, as you don't, you could. but you you certainly understand. Of okay, wow you you are a greedy little guy.
2: Yeah, and also I'm like there, there's a point where the audience is like, yeah, all this crap is happening to you, but you kind of deserve it, right? <laughs> you know, and but like at the end, you still like him, but you don't want him he to die. Yeah, right. It's mean, like, but you kind of brought that upon yourself, right? Kind of deal. I did like that whole fight that went on in. In his he house, when the game night you know like just got started, and they're like, "Wow, this is really well done." <laughs> this is a great <laughs> like, fight, yes. And they're just sitting there eating their popcorn. and I'm like, "Yeah, that, and you got to try the
1: guac." <laughs>
2: you got to try. And that
1: was a good, like, action movie kind of a fight. Right, like, that's that a fight. Was brutal. Oh, the other great gag in the movie—that is some strong <laughs> glass table. <laughs> <laughs> like tables are acting weird tonight. <laughs> yeah, this table. Because every single time you're like going boom, it's like, oh, that table. Oh, even the characters, when the characters in the movie have the same thought, wow, that's a really strong class table. Yeah. <laughs> but like, a, it happens a couple of times. No, it, that's such a common
2: trope in movies where like Action windows break, Absolutely. tables break during an actual fight, and yeah. then, like when it doesn't, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you expect it, but it's love, not.
1: You said that like, Wow, the tables are acting. The glass tables are acting really strange tonight.
2: That was good.
0: Absolutely, a very
1: smart <laughs> joke.
0: It is because it, yeah. it it took something that, as Marissa pointed out, something we've seen before, just differently. Right. And comments on it because, like, t- uh, what, what, what's the um, Charlie Theron one, the action movie one?
1: Concrete oh, blonde, so many uh,
2: no, atomic, atomic
0: blonde, blonde. atomic, Concrete. yeah, <laughs> like we literally talk like when we talked about atomic blonde, we talked about how much glass they would shatter everywhere. So yeah. as far as action movies are concerned, like that's Concrete. a goal. So when you reverse that, it becomes funny. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We let's definitely talk about Jesse Clemens as Gary,
2: scene stealer. <laughs> He just like, seems to really, I mean he's good. He's he's definitely like a rising actor. He he's been doing a lot as of lately in the last couple of years. Um, so I, I applaud him for that. Gary, you knew Gary was gonna have a moment because just his, his slow buildup of a character, okay, this is this guy's weird. He's a fan of game night. Eventually he's gonna have to get into the fold of game night <laughs> in some way. And I just knew at the beginning I was like, he's gonna have a moment you watch. They're gonna need him
1: yeah and, and and they did and th- and this guy he just finished working with Spielberg in the post I think he's worked with Spielberg before um you know, and now he's he i mean he's doing he's a he's a great character actor, he fulfills a need a role, he does it very well, he can play drama. Or he can play in this kind of comedy, but his the comedy in this movie is a little bit more subversive. It's a little bit darker, and that's what and he, the way he played it off was great. When you talk about the end credits, uh, like him trying to slide across mm-hmm. the head of the cop, <laughs> you know, in his he wanted to be a, a good cop. <laughs> so, but. He felt very alone, he's divorced, and the way that he played it, always holding his dog Even it was his like,
2: running gag. Yeah. It the was dog. like a villain
1: in a James Bond movie with the cat and he kept on uh, it's like so no why why do you have three bags of chips?
0: Which oh, is a astute observation.
1: <laughs> right. He's like, Well, you buy one, get two free. That doesn't make any sense. I was free to like and make any money off of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, and it was the way he said it, and you're like, that's uh, uh, economically,
0: you're <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> but then also, like at the credits with the whole graphic oh. things, and like they they dive back to it, it's like not true, or right. like it's false, yeah. or whatever. I was <clears> like, that, that's funny. It's still funny.
0: Yeah, and it, it makes him a great. That that sort of villainous look—it makes him a great mastermind to ultimately have put this together.
1: To put something, you're right, yeah. And
0: and uh, it, what I the, the layers upon layers—that's what makes it funny. The yeah. fact that okay, there's game night, and but then it goes awry, and it's now it's a real game night, yeah. And, but then it's no, it's still a fake game night, but ooh, there is a little bit of realness too. Right. So. Um, yeah ultimately they're all as smart as they are there's just one tiny element that, that the one one more added thing that's missing from all their plans right right and, yeah.
2: i did love the doxing scene with uh <laughs> with max and the blood because <laughs> you don't expect that at all that's not teased in the trailer whatsoever no. And when you just see this like slow <laughs> devolving of what the scene is happening and blood just getting everywhere. In the <laughs> whitest room possible. In the whitest
1: room possible. And when he tries to wipe it off, he's like, No, that's not gonna work and then the dog shakes it off. <laughs> that was the best. They just or like, even everywhere. the reveal
2: of the shirt, you're like, Oh no, he used the shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was yeah. See, oh, funny stuff. so brilliant! I this was so. like
2: a very well done humorous scene. because not a lot is happening. He's <clears throat> just trying to clean a dog.
1: Well, and he was just looking, and we see the drip, drip, and the dog starts licking, and then it's going and all. Oh, it just it escalates as good slapstick physical humor should. And again, I say your talent is behind your. The, the actors need to be talented because a lot of that. It involves timing. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way that that whole gag comes off. And then again, the unexpected, when the dog shakes it off.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: like, done. It's over. <laughs> You're like, Everywhere. at that point. It, he's like, oh, okay. He tries to like, all right, everybody, let's go. <laughs> he's like, after. <"Effert." laughs> yeah, that was good uh, stuff. Yeah, That was good. <clears throat> yeah,
0: well, I, I certainly appreciated the fact that ultimately he just wanted to be a part of game night. and. Yes. And they eventually allowed him to sort of fulfill that dream, as it were. Um, okay. Any other sort of? Uh, should we talk about the, the the real the real part of this movie, aka the the Belgian? No, Bulgarian. the Bulgarian.
1: Yeah, but I, I, one more thing regarding that character: the very, when they're playing at the end, they're playing um, Pictionary, mm-hmm. and he's doing his drawing, and then it's like. No, that's the Shawshank Redemption. It's like, what part of the Shawshank? He goes, well, I remember seeing that. That's me crying. No one's going to know that. And it was the way he delivered it. He goes, that's me crying when I saw it at my local theater. He goes, how could you not get that that's the Shawshank Redemption? And everyone's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the the crazy part is, right? The, the 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 true joke of it, if you really want to dissect it, and I know that's the, that's the antithesis of of making comedy. Um, but had they all been friends and childhood friends, you know, because in a in a game of charades or whatever. There's stuff that I can point to if, if it was us that that's an inside joke, right. and it could have worked. Right. Yeah. However, they don't know him. Right. In no way yeah. anyone was sitting next to him while he was crying in that theater. Right.
2: No. And like it, to tie back like inside jokes. You, you can tell that like uh, Max and Annie knew each other for so long because there was a moment when they were playing Pictionary, and Annie draws a box and or like he draws a box just like a simple square. Right. And they come out with like the most extravagant movie title like how would you get that from a box right, right. You know? but but they know each other so well, so they well. played yep. each other so well
0: absolutely so
1: indeed and you could tell that it was uh uh, uh that guy's wife that was probably the anchor to that team
0: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: she was no longer there and and he's the only one that's not a couple
0: so to speak that's what you know. uh that's what makes it so hard yeah yeah listen you She's gotta be
2: one
0: out. when you're picking game nights you gotta be brutal yeah you know you gotta you gotta be wise in who you choose yeah all right so let's let's talk about the bulgarian and kind of everyone else involved uh i thought I, as the thing reveals itself i thought it was absolutely fantastic and even like the egg itself right you're thinking like the MacGuffin is that oh the egg has value no What's inside the egg is what has value. All right. Um, and so there's little layers upon layers everywhere.
2: I like this. It's like, this is made in China. <laughs> it's made in China.
1: Again, a joke that you don't necessarily see coming. And when that egg like, Just flies. flies out and breaks, you're like, oh. And then when she's like, it's made in China. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's not even a real egg. And when you find out that it's a knock list. Um, what and, sec. And, 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 I was like,
2: "How does witness protection add to all right. this?" You know,
1: like we,
2: we had a murder now to witness protection.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Michael C. Hall is the Bulgarian. He was funny.
2: I did not expect him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. In, in, like, I they did him
1: well when
2: when the Bulgarian came on stream I was like, "Oh, hi, Michael C. Hall. No. What are you doing?" Yeah.
1: here they they did a good job hiding him from the trailer. That's the, another good thing to The marketing, the trailer did not give everything away.
0: No, which I yeah. appreciated. They gave the setup, which was the, the 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 premise enough was funny, gave you a couple of laughs, and you were sold.
1: Yeah, you got the bullet, you got the bullet, but you didn't have the bullet hole, the exit wound, if I recall. You and you got that. the you got the the guy getting dragged into the jet, but you didn't get all the stuff that led to the stuff that was on the jet. That's equally if not as funny. Is that one gag, too.
2: And the trailer doesn't really Mm. explain that there's, like, three couples you're following throughout the entire film.
1: Right, Like, three
2: different, like, multiple different storylines.
1: It was, uh, yeah, it was well done. Uh, Michael C. Hall in The Bulgarian, he was really good. And then when you find out that it's real, that there is a Bulgarian, that it wasn't just set up. um, Again, which raises the stakes, uh, you know, to when we get to that private jet. Things are a little tense, but again, the um, chasing the jet down in the car. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna, gonna fly into that thing. I'm gonna take out the wheel. Oh, I can take in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have a crazy enough idea. It might
1: just work. (laughs) It might just work. And I like how they just go right under the car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, another gag that's really everything that took place on the jet, whether it was slaps of humor like that, or physical, or the the dialogue was really funny.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, I, I I love the fact that the oftentimes self-referential of you you know, okay, like if if something's been used but it's funny, let's use it similarly, just in a slight different way. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So ultimately, yeah, they they accomplish the same thing. But but there's that tiny adage. Just a um, speaking of which, as far as production, uh, here's a great quote. It was a conscious decision on our part to try to create a sense of unease with the audience. And that was in our approach with even the camera work. We try to keep it sort of m- mechanical and soulless so that we didn't give the audience the benefit of having a cameraman there in the scenes where we are supposed to be the c- kind of freaked out. And not just in lighting. Honestly, we weren't entirely sure if we were, if it was going to work because it's kind of a new way to approach a comedy. But, unfortunately, but fortunately, it only served to amplify the comedy because I think the level of discomfort that you get from those choices serves to make people relieved when there is a joke because it was kind of uh, seesawing back and forth between the two feelings. Right.
2: Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> so, but like you, uh, I think, for example, was the moment when, when you had the, the friend's at Gary's place, asking for his help, he was like, "Yeah, well, let's do game night." Right. And he's standing there with his dog, and he like slowly recedes. Like that's an actual good moment where you think there'd be like camera motion, but it sets up and looks like a thriller.
1: Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely had a noir quality to it, yeah. um, which again sets it apart and makes it a little bit different from from a lot of raunchy types comedies. So it gives you something else to pay attention to. Um, I think for the most part that 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 blending worked um it it just provided us something different and allowed for comedic moments uh so i think the cinematography was done a little bit differently in this movie and the way that the cameras were set up um and at the same time though it had that kinetic pace of a good slapstick comedy so yeah it
0: and like the, the the chase scene of the egg, that was a time where they I I feel like they switched their approach from this, but it's very much it it almost felt like first person because it's like gotta get that damn egg and and we right. went so close that that thing was right in front of our, our you know our viewpoint. And everywhere it went, just round and around and around well, it went.
2: And I love that scene. I think it was so well done just because you, it cl- they clearly made it look like one shot following all of them throughout the house. Very well done in production. And it looked so different from the rest of the, the film. I think that scene would be cool to watch in 3D, right. not going to lie.
1: Yeah, hmm. and, and they chose this house partly because it offered lots of interior balconies. Um, stairways and levels where they could choreograph the sequence. So it took them several days to figure out uh, all the moves and then it literally took over a day and a half to shoot and it's 90 seconds uh, on film. So, you know, they had to cut a gap actually in a railing to move the camera through it. At one point we had two camera assistants and our cinematographer standing on a ladder so they could pass the camera to the second floor where Rachel was standing (laughs) So think about, so it's not just following an actor, then now you've got to get the crew people, all right guys, coming down, coming down, and then you got to rehearse that. Pass it. Yeah, and heaven, you know, heaven forbid you drop a camera.
2: Especially on when you're head. on a ladder. <laughs> right. No, of all places. <sighs> I think it was so, very well done. Cinematography, like, that was really cool because there was a lot of kinetic motion. You went from literally the basement up until, like, the third floor all around, and I think it was just very well done.
1: Right. And, and uh, you know, it, it filmed primarily in Atlanta. They used some soundstage work, but there was nothing. I found every locale, whether they were filming it on a soundstage or whether it was in a house uh, to do all this, uh, it was very organic. Uh, you know, I felt the locale really lengthened. It felt your, like,
0: like a good suburban, suburban mm-hmm. neighborhood in right. anywhere America. Mm. Yeah. And there were
1: practical locations. It was the Cartersville Airport is where that mm. runway is. So, yeah, it did feel like I'm in the birds and these are just the, you know, they just want to play game nights. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, game up went up a notch. Yeah, and so as far as editing, right? All the all the editors overall are known for doing comedies. They work together, whether it be role models, vacation, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas, which I absolutely enjoyed. Yeah, uh, and so they they know comedy. And one of the things I did actually appreciate about this, I could see in the wrong hands, a movie like this being two hours. Oh, it's such a funny concept. Like we got to have it longer, so forth. Episode. And, you know, and, I, it, you know, I, I think there could have been some things tightened up here and there, perhaps, but it would have taken away 45 seconds at most, I think. And so I think that the choices that they've already made uh, work extremely well. And so I give them kudos to that because for whatever reason, people th- seem to think that comedies nowadays need to be far longer than they ever need to be. Mm-hmm. 90 minutes. 90 Mm -hmm.
1: minutes is like that that's a good time you can go a little over a little you know trying to go a little less you know i like i said for me the pacing of the movie was working right up until we got to the scene on the bridge and then we started in like with the bulgarian and trying to figure out okay what's real not real there was a lot of dialogue happening but um Ultimately, I think, especially, like, the first half of that movie, it flies so well, and you need to keep that pace. Remember when we talked about Rough Night, right? That movie mm-hmm. did not have the energy, the up energy that this movie had to keep you going. And that relied on a different type of comedy, and it was nowhere near as clever as the gags that were done in this movie. Um in this movie up to that point, again, when we talk about the fight club scene, which is a very, which, which leads into our egg toss scene, I mean, those are all very well said. Even with two people locked into a room, okay, you have two really good actors who are able to deliver dialogue to one another while trying to figure out how to get out of this room. There was nothing that was boring, um, and that's, again, there was nothing that was boring with any of those characters. I really enjoyed each one of them. We didn't talk about the actress who played the Irish actress who kept on being mistaken for English. Or was sure, she English or, or Irish?
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she was good. She was very
1: good. <laughs> and she goes, what are you even doing here? Oh, I just want to see how this all plays out. <laughs> Just, you don't need to be here. This is like, you don't know us. You don't need to be part of it. Stick around. I'm going to stick
0: around. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll feel bad in the morning. I'll feel bad. <laughs> uh, always a good, uh, always a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Martinez did the uh, the score for this. I'm surprised. Uh, Christoph Lennertz I thought, he's such a comedy <clears> realm, <throat> composer that I, but but I think it worked. And you know, it's sold in enough. I, I actually really like... Um... Julia, can you bring up the... uh the Soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack. Like, it has a very distinct and fun, energetic...
2: I liked the music, because, like, throughout the film, like, from the beginning <clears throat> to the end, you, you do hear the music a lot. Not overbearing, but, and we've talked about right. composers who are overbearing, but, uh, like, the music was fun. It sounds like something you would... Here in a video game or something mm-hmm. or like some type of game it is like technical and um, technological. Some synthesizers here and there, but they actually used a seventy-four piece ensemble um, of the Hollywood Studio Symphony, and uh, they they recorded it right here in in Burbank, not far from us. Pretty neat.
0: Yeah, and you know he's he's known for more serious. Movies, as he likes to put it, uh, I'm the guy you call when the film's characters are doing drugs, getting shot, stabbed, beaten, or blown up. And so, now granted, that's kind of what's happening here, but it's a comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I I I thought, like, even just hearing this, I mean, this look, this is like Ocean's Eleven type of music. Uh huh. So yeah. And there was some source music
1: too, and and, you know, I was surprised too that they didn't go to. You know, uh, Christopher Lenore as well. Um, You know, but I was thinking too, I think what makes the original Horrible Bosses really funny is that we had good characters and the punchlines to jokes. Like, I was thinking that scene in Horrible Bosses where they come walking out of a bar and and it's in slow motion done to music and then they go, why are we walking in slow motion? Like, you actually thought, so it's jokes like that that transcend into this movie. Except they make it this, a literal... Murder mystery, clue mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of thing. But as a comedy director, I think this guy gets the beats right, um, and he was able to blend for the most part fairly well. Absolutely, you know, and uh, it all worked together. The music worked because it also had that subterfuge of, oh my god, there's a mystery here. There's intrigue. There's suspense. And yeah. worked. It
0: propelled it forward.
1: <clears throat> and we're working with everyday people. Do, who are thrown into a situation well above and beyond their means? Rachel McAdams is not a surgeon. She shouldn't be taking a bullet out of, <laughs> out of a fence post, let alone <laughs> her husband's arm. Using Jesus, champagne. Right, using champagne.
0: <clears throat> she needed champagne for the GAT campaign. <laughs> so, as far as uh, I, I thought the trailers did a wonderful job, and as you talked about, uh, it didn't reveal too much away, and oftentimes comedies have a habit of that we talked about it um and so it sold the idea and and that was it Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i hate movies that are just too quote gimmicky but this was a brilliant concept done well and i appreciated that and and the trailer highlighted that um they did go back and forth it was supposed to go february 14th then it got pushed back then it got pushed up so we landed on february 23rd as the ultimate release date
2: I can understand February 14th. I mean, you had couples would go see this film, um, you know, Date Night slash Game Night. There you go. Um, But it would have also been along with Fifty Shades. Right. Which, that's a big contender.
1: Absolutely. You know, it was a good idea to, like, push back uh, a a little. You know, and to your point with the marketing, and, and to just reiterate, we have talked about, particularly in comedies, when they give too much away in a comedy you sort of kind of feel that that's all they got. So they're trying to make you laugh to draw you in, but even when you get to those jokes, they're not awesome. as funny anymore. So here it works like number one, the other thing that they didn't do, at least that I can recall, they didn't show me scenes in the trailer that didn't end up in the movie. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like everything I saw in the trailer was in the movie, but the trailer was pretty succinct. It sold me on a concept and it wasn't a cheat. It didn't cheat the concept. It didn't become another movie. I mean, yes, it had the element of suspense in it, but it did. It still remained at its heart a comedy. So, you know, it didn't do a switch and bait, as trailers can so often do.
0: Yeah, yeah which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Numbers-wise, uh, projection was... Somewhat corrected this. They projected thirteen to twenty-one million opening weekend. It came in at uh, just just four hundred thousand shy of seventeen million. So not uh-huh. not too bad. Yeah. Um, you know, overall opening weekend uh, globally about twenty-two million.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we've got. Uh, I mean, domestically, we're at twenty-one and a half uh, as of February twenty-eighth globally it's foreign has done eight million. So globally we're we at twenty nine and a half million, uh at a, for a movie whose production budget was thirty-seven million. You know, one thing we're neglecting to talk about too is that it's also out there, there's a juggernaut out there, um called Black Panther. And you know, that movie, like like this big tidal wave, is sucking up all of that water and energy. Um it's tough for movies like A Game Night, uh, which got good reviews. 83%, if I believe, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty decent. B-plus. For a comedy. For, for a, for a for comedy, comedy that's unheard of. yeah, for Today, a absolutely. And, you know, there was other movies, uh, Natalie Portman, you know, you had Annihilation that's out there, but when you have a movie that to an extent, to a small extent, everybody knew Black Panther was going to be huge, but it continues to be huge unexpectedly like big numbers breaking records it's tough for every other movie out there um, because all the pieces of the pie and by pieces of the pie I mean the audience you know they're going to this um, maybe this week it slows down a little I, I would love for more people to find game night
0: uh, let's well, get sure it's got a B plus um, mm-hmm. on cinema score. If it had an A, mi- I, I would put it more on an A minus myself. Me too. myself. Mm-hmm. And so, but but relatively, it's it's still good word of mouth. And I think it, it, you know you can go see this with your friends, as Marissa said. You can do it as a couple. So there's multiple ways of seeing this movie, or you can just go alone. Um, yeah. but, but I think you know, I, I think most people will go see it in terms of groups because it's like, hey, let's let's go have fun.
1: Let me ask you something. Outside of our group, right? Do you know anybody else who's seen the movie?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I know quite a few, and they really they, okay. they enjoyed it, and they went I in have, groups.
1: Yeah, my friend, a lot of my other friends, they hadn't they haven't gone out
0: to see this. Yet. Yeah,
2: because everyone's watching Black Panther for the second, uh, yeah. third time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know people who've seen Black Panther five times. A yeah, minute.
2: so Listen, so instead, great movie,
0: but right.
2: So instead of seeing Black Panther multiple times, go see Game Night for the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we are. I I believe that in this day and age, at least I am, maybe I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm starved for good comedies. Because as I said at the top, they are so far and few in between where we get good laughs. And damn it, we need laughs. We need good laughs. and, And this one does it. This makes a perfect date movie because it's not raunchy, it's not overly raunchy. It has. You know, there's little to be offended by. I think in this movie, you know, you'd be I mean, surprised also, when people get offended by. It. I, I understand, but we've seen the broad spectrum. Mm. You know, we've seen the extreme and such, and this one falls right into a very, very. I think this is a safe comedy. Like I could see, I could see. If you're movie. over seventeen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it is rated R. Well, no, so, I get that. Know.
0: That's why like I wouldn't I wouldn't send 12-year-olds to that this necessarily. Yeah. They were 12-year-olds in my audience. Yeah. And then listen, but, I don't have anything against that, either, but I wouldn't like say.
1: And here's the other thing about seeing a good comedy, if you do see it by yourself, a good comedy, you're still going to get wrapped up in the laughter. If everybody else is laughing around you.
2: Well, I, I saw it by myself and yeah. I was laughing. I was the only right. one laughing in my room. Oh, I wasn't
1: I, I wasn't the only one laughing, but I it, <laughs> it was yeah, I I laughed laugh loud at somebody, yeah, me too. And I think too, I was pleasantly surprised and that's why I called it refreshing because I remember walking out and I actually felt good for laughing. We need to laugh today. There's way too much out there that gives us pause and that's not funny. So this movie had a good concept. It's a good concept movie. This is the kind of movies, in a sense, they, they would make in the 80s. Let's get a concept, let's get a, let's get a cast... And, uh, you know, let's slap it together. This is a good concept comedy. Absolutely.
0: Uh One of the one of the reviews that I actually... Well, let me read what Rotten Tomatoes has to say about it, which I think is great. Uh, with a talented cast turned loose on a loaded premise and a sharp script loaded with dark comedy and unexpected twists, Game Night might be more fun than the real thing. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, their Game Night was kind of boring. No offense to <laughs> uh, Max and Annie. Uh but th- this one comes from the rap. I actually think um this is, this is the last part of it. This frenetic R-rated farce is that rare comic gem that lands on all places without ever going to jail. I thought that was cool. <coughs> That's yeah. true. Great way to write that. There's-
1: yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, and it deserves to be seen by more people uh and go out to the theater to see it, especially like you said, after you've seen Black Panther five times. <laughs> go out uh <laughs> and you know see game night. Go see Game Night. And there hasn't been a comedy this year that I can recall.
2: That's not yeah. like animated or anything. Right. Like and this was
1: sort of, if I remember, I'd have to look it up. But if I remember, um, Fist Fight was released in February. Sort of. Give it or it take. was around, it was the very beginning of the year. Um, and I think that they may have tried to like follow that. Like, you know, Fist Fight did okay. But I think this this movie is equally, if not a little more funnier than Fist Fight, and we enjoyed Fist Fight a lot. But I, I think this one wins. The poster. Not for my win. money. <laughs> you thought Fist Fight was a little funnier
0: or better? Oh yeah. I mean, I love really Fist, Don't Fist Fight. Don't get me wrong. I, anyway. I love that
1: movie. This movie is. I think the gags are a little smarter. Um, right. For this, but I maybe do, I'm a little bit dumber. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Marissa and I have been accused of taking dumb pills. <laughs> or maybe yeah, that right. was just me. No.
2: No, that was both of us. That was the one. <laughs> saying we were taking stupid pills. Stupid pills! Stupid pills. i uh, will right. never forget that. We'll never <laughs> let you live that
1: day. I love
0: that. Well, hey, I didn't call you stupid. I said you took <laughs> we stupid, were pills. stupid pills. stupid <laughs> <laughs> Alright. See, it would have been much worse if I said you guys are both stupid. Yeah.
1: And then I would have said it was because I was we're like, stupid the,
2: pills. like on the Ryan level stupid? Or...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think he was that dumb. Oh no! And the scale of
1: you have to give that character credit because he was smart enough to bring in somebody who was stupider than him to make him look smart. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> but like he didn't
2: realize that he was bringing in a smart person until she actually revealed she was pretty smart. And she was just
1: so. she, the way she played it too. She had this look of a gasp, especially when giving the money. She's like, you know, she can see the bill, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> it's like you don't have to do it slowly. <laughs>
0: All uh, of uh, that yeah, stuff. So, All yeah, right. any final thoughts as we wrap this up, Marissa?
2: Funny, I I would actually buy this on, when it comes out on DVD. I would, I might actually be down to see it a second time in theaters. It's a would,
0: funny movie.
1: If, a, if, a, if a, you know if somebody who hadn't seen it said, "Hey, I want to see Game Night," I'd say yes. Uh, I've been patiently awaiting for it to show up on pre-order uh, via Blu-ray. It has not. Where every other movie you can annihilation you can get and pre-order and i'm sure by the end of the day today well tomorrow, i think annihilation
0: for different Red reasons sparrow
1: you could probably get but i know you can already order black panther i mean but not 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 game night for whatever reason yeah but cool. i'll pre-order it I'll, I'll i'll get it and if somebody were to say hey i hadn't seen this i'd go yeah i'll go see it again sometimes yeah. the comedy works better a second time around because once the you 'Cause you, once get you, that, you, you get a new layer yeah. You get a new layer And you, you're, you're expecting jokes So you see different things And if it's a scene Where everybody was laughing You might have missed something That'll make you laugh even more
0: Absolutely So, so Juliet, what about, about you? Any final thoughts? You've heard us talk and You haven't really said much So I want to give you the floor <laughs> Thank you, thank you um, Yeah, I really enjoy this movie And I think you're right, Demetri it's, it's the type of movie If someone hasn't seen it I cannot wait to share it With someone else um, I just reliving those those jokes. They're yeah, they're really really funny. I think it was a big hit for me, for anyway. sure. Well, there you have it. Uh, I I two thumbs up, uh, face full of laughs. That's my review. Yeah, as lame as it may be. All right, <laughs> uh, and yeah, once again, we wanted truly thank you guys for continuing to listen to us, watch us and so if this is your first foray, we encourage you to check out other movies we've done. We've done comedies, the ones that we've mentioned and we've certainly done other movies beyond just comedies. So check that out if you haven't done so already. And let let us know your thoughts, your opinions. What was your favorite scenes? Uh what what joke made you laugh the most? Let us know. Did, some of you might not have loved this movie. That's okay. Well, let us know why, and we're very curious people. So don't just say I didn't like the movie. Okay, that's fine, but why? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, for more interactions, you can of course follow uh, Marissa at Serafini TV. That's right, and at D Movies seventeen oh one for Dimitri. Yeah.
1: And please comment. What was uh, what was the movie we did like a couple of weeks ago that uh, we all sort of kind of didn't like all that much? And but I had <laughs> actually really. Oh no, it was the. Um, it was the, oh, it was Phantom Thread.
0: Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. People loved Phantom Thread. They were.
1: Well, I actually had a good conversation with somebody who who had his his theories. And you know what? Number one, he took such great time to write because he wrote like a good, he wrote a mini thesis, right? It was well thought out. And I even said, hey, look, whether I agree with you or not, I appreciate your writing. And I really do. You did it in a thoughtful manner. You weren't a bully about it. Uh, you weren't a troll. Uh, so whether I agree with it, I did appreciate the fact that you wrote it, and I get what you're saying. So that dialogue has been happening with us, I think more so than just the trolls who will come out to spew the hate. Those people I just ignore, as well as I think we all do.
0: Absolutely. But it still
1: hurts sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: well. And you can follow me at Speedtech, and I do have to give a shout out to my first patron, Mick, thank you, Mick. I appreciate you. If you want to be a patron as well, go to PhilosophyTech.com. All right. Thank you, guys, as always. Um, we'll catch you next time. On an, uh, We'll be doing Annihilation, Red Sparrow. And if nothing else, enjoy the Oscars this weekend. Have fun. Dimitri will certainly be tweeting. That's the reason to follow him. <laughs>
1: oh, no, I may be tweeting. Same. We'll see.
0: Well, now you have I to. I
1: put it out there. All right, I'll tweet. Bye, guys.